Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Clavenating EMT. I'm your host, Tommy. This, of course, is Hey Chan, my co-host. He is a Sankanyar parrot. And my roommate. Say hi, buddy. Yeah, he doesn't really talk. Anyhow. So, now... First episode, uh, I want to discuss what an EMT is. A lot of folks don't really know. Uh, they get us mixed up all the time with medics, paramedics, um, trainers, people like that. Uh, the emergency medical technician. That's what EMT is. Uh, schooling takes three to six months, depending on how much time you put in. Uh, Level down is called an EMR, emergency medical responder, um, takes uh, quite a bit less school, and uh, you're, some companies only hire EMTs, some hire EMRs, EMTs, some fire departments will take an EMR, some you got to be an EMT, it all depends on, hey buddy, what's going on? Hey, Buchan. Hey! His feet are cold, so he's standing on a radiator. So, anyhow. Uh, EMTs, uh, what do we do? We respond to medical emergencies. We might work uh, as an independent contractor at sporting events. I've worked at uh, political events. I've done everything from... Good Lord. Uh, the World Handball Championship, that was interesting. Um, Tough Mudder uh, events, which was like working for Caligula. It was just a big bloody mess. A um, lot of sports, a lot of youth hockey, a lot of baseball, softball, uh, lacrosse, basketball. There's not a sport I haven't worked at. Uh, I do junior hockey, um, and, uh, a lot of 5Ks, um, any event where there's a whole ton of people gathered, uh, uh, convention center type of stuff, um, I don't know where else I've worked. Some really interesting, uh, events I've worked at, some really weird events, too, that, you know, I've done, uh, well, not like gymnastics is weird, but I've worked gymnastics. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Anyhow, uh, so a lot of ambulances uh, now are going the way of having an EMT, which would be me, along with a paramedic on the ambulance, and it's called uh, ALS rig, advanced life-saving, because there's a paramedic. If you get two EMTs on the ambulance, it's called a BLS rig. And mostly you're just transporting uh, patients that are um, in between surgery and rehab. Um, or you might do 911 calls, but they're going to be BLS calls. Uh, paramedics, uh, they push paralytics, they intubate, uh, they push narcotics uh, for... I, I mean, they're not drug dealers. They they push narcotics for uh, pain. Um, so they have their schooling 
Hey, buddy, you coming back? Their schooling takes about 15 months, and uh, it's a lot more extensive. So, uh, the other place that EMTs work is uh, a lot of police officers are EMTs or EMRs. Uh, it's mandatory to be uh, at least an EMR on most fire departments. Volunteer fire departments pay on call. Um, Full-time fire departments. Uh, EMTs used to be required for a bunch. They aren't so much now. Um, hospital security guards are usually EMTs. I know that sounds weird, but... Uh, yeah, so there's there's actually a lot of work for the EMTs out there. Uh, paramedics, uh, there's a real shortage of paramedics. And uh, I did work on a, a ALS rig, and they asked me to go to paramedic school because I they figured I'd been an EMT for too long. And uh, so the next step, oh, you gotta want to be a paramedic. And and I knew a long time ago, just from working out in the field. Um, I don't want to be a paramedic. I don't want to be cooped up in a rig for 16 hours with the same person sitting in parking lots uh, or at fire stations. It It's a tough job. Uh, God bless the people that do it. And uh, the schooling is tough, the pharmacology, everything about it, EKG reading. These guys are smart. Um, not that EMTs are dummies, but... Uh, Tell you the one thing that I really love about the EMT world is sitting by the sideline or getting on a rescue at uh, the fire department and being the first one on scene. Uh, 90 plus percent of the time we arrive at the uh, incident before the paramedics get there. So we're like the real first response. I mean, they're, they're first responders, but... We literally are the first responders. We get there first. We run in with our uh, med bags and whatever we need. Hey, buddy. And we take care of the patient uh, the best we can with what we have. You know, control bleeding, uh, make sure the airway is good, uh, start CPR, whatever it takes, um, setting uh, bones. Uh, and then we wait for the ambulance to show up, and we usually <laughs> uh, we help package the patient, carry the patient, and if uh, the patient's in really bad shape, we'll ride in the uh, ambulance. They'll take a firefighter um, to help out, extra set of hands to work. And uh, I've done that quite a bit. I really enjoy that. But again, the paramedic route, I did that for a while. I just... The charting was too hard for me because I'm an older guy and the computer's not my friend. And uh, the mapping, everything about it was just, it was sort of tough for me and I just didn't enjoy it. Maybe someday, but I'll try it again. I don't know. So, uh, to be an EMT also, you got to go through this, uh, this horrible thing called an NREMT test. And if you talk to any EMT, uh, they'll... They dread this more than anything in the world. This was absolutely horrible. Um, I work with the guy, a uh, good guy, smart guy, but uh, he had to take this test seven times and pass on the eighth time. I mean, it's it's amazing. I 
I don't know if I would have stuck with it that much. Um, I work with another guy that took it five times and said, screw it. Uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. It's just, it's an extremely, extremely tough test. And uh, when I got done with my EMT uh, schooling, and uh, you got to go to ride-alongs and everything, I didn't have to just because I had so many hours on the fire department. But uh, EMT school isn't that easy. A lot of studying, lots and lots and lots and lots of studying. Because you're trying to pass this test. Hopefully, you pass it the first time. It has a pretty high failure rate. It's very difficult. And it's a little intimidating. You get there, you got to turn your pockets inside out, you can't wear a hat, you got to leave everything in a locker. I mean, literally, it's I could have walked in there naked. That's what I felt like. That would have taken less time. So, anyhow, so I went in to take the test, and I'd studied like crazy. And um, the test is, uh, it allows you two hours and 14 minutes really weird arbitrary uh amount of time i thought and it's a computer adaptive test a cat test so uh the way it works is you sit down at the computer it asks a question it, you get four i think it's changed now but uh when i did it uh four multiple it's multiple choice you got four answers two are right one's ridiculous one's wrong one of the right questions is more right than the other question. And there is such a thing. Uh, when you're out tending to a patient that's in bad shape, you know, it's a very fluid situation. And even though there might be several right ways of approaching it, something is going to be more right. It's going to you're going to have more priorities, you know, um, life safety. So. Anyhow, so I go in to take my test, and I had studied like crazy uh, for this test, but the one thing that I studied the hardest on was OB, because all the other uh, uh, folks like uh, on the fire department and everything, um, they have kids. They've been through it. <laughs> uh, I've never had children before, so I know nothing about um, childbirth. I mean, obviously, I know something, but uh, I've never um, been hands-on with it. And uh, I've never been on a birth of a baby call, even though I'm probably the only one that hasn't. Scares the crap out of me. Um, anyhow, when I took this test, that was the only section of the test I knew I got right, because I studied so hard for it. So I sat down, and, uh, you know, just nervous as hell. Everyone's nervous as hell. And uh, no one wants to take this twice. Very intimidating. So I sit down, and what happens is at 70 questions, it will shut off or keep going. Now, if it shuts off at 70, either you're sucking so bad, there's not a chance of you passing the test. Or you're killing it so much, you don't need to go any further. It just shuts off. It'll go up to 120 questions. Where if you're kind of limping along, they're like, eh, you, this person knows a little bit what they're doing. Eh. I had a, a buddy of mine, he took it twice. Uh, first time he took it, 120 questions, I quit, he failed. The second time, 120 questions, he passed. So, I don't know what the deal was with that. Anyhow, um, so I did mine, and I flew through it. I did it in 30... My parrot. 
I did it in 35 minutes, 70 questions, and it shut off. And I got up and I left. And everyone in the room thought that I got all pissed off, frustrated, and was like, oh, man, that guy, oh, that poor guy. And and I got up and I left. And I, I, and I thought, oh, for sure, I failed it. I had no, I had confidence in the OB section, but, you know, that's one section. So, uh, I guess in the old days, you'd have to wait a week or two to get something in the mail that says you passed or failed it or something. It's a real hassle. Now, uh, four or five hours later, um, you get an email. So, uh, I took it early in the morning, and by lunchtime, I got an email that said, congratulations, you passed. You killed it. So, I was really stoked about that. So... And as long as I renew my continued education hours, I don't have to take that test ever again. So, anyhow. So that's the life of the EMT. Um, it's a weird job in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, we try to we try to be helpful. If a paramedic comes on scene, uh, we'll hand care off. We'll come we'll come into a scene. And we'll take vitals. We'll get all the numbers we can. We'll try to make the patient comfortable. If the patient's in a bad position or stuck, we'll extricate, um, you know, get the patient off the floor, stop the bleeding, make sure they're breathing, the ABCs. Um, and, uh, you know, if they're in shock, we'll get them covered up. So we do, we literally take care of the basics until the paramedics can come and hook up a, 12 lead or uh, whatever they need to do. We help put them on the cot, get them out to the ambulance, and we shut the doors. And it's glorious because I don't have to sit there and chart, which I mentioned I hate charting just because I suck at it. And uh, I didn't I didn't give it enough time. But anyhow, that's the life of the EMT. Uh, you know, of course, there's a little more to it. We have to constantly be doing uh, continued education. And then the um, the funny thing about EMT or emergency medicine is, um, for example, the stuff I learned uh, in the Army 42 years ago, the first aid, completely different than now. Even uh, in uh, the seven years that I've been working as an EMT firefighter, uh, the protocols for uh, CPR and for uh, broken bones and for uncontrollably, all this stuff just keeps changing. Uh, they And as much as I hate charting, the good thing about charting is it, it gathers data and then you say, oh, you know, uh, backboarding actually causes more harm than, than it does good. Hey, buddy. And, um, and things like, uh, C-spine collars, you know, those collars, uh, uh, they're finding that those are not only not very helpful, but, uh, they can actually cause, uh, damage too. Where when I came on, you know, everyone got C-collar, you know, did you fall, hit your head, get a C-collar, you know, did you sneeze, you know, while you're having a stroke, you get a C-collar. It was kind of, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Uh, and same with backboarding. Anyone, anyone fell, did anything, we had to carry them on the backboard. Now they're finding out not such a good idea. So, 
Uh, the cool thing about it is it's always evolving. Uh, data is being tabulated and uh, turned into information. That information is being passed along to us. And uh, hopefully uh, patients are more comfortable. We're saving more lives. And uh, But it does get frustrating sometimes when it's like, uh, if you've been doing something for so many years and all of a sudden you find out, uh, uh, no, we're going to do it some different way. But I kind of like that, too. It makes sense. You know, if you're doing something and it's not working uh, or the data shows that the outcomes aren't all that great, why keep doing it? You know, I carry soft collars in my med bag when I do independent contractor jobs. You know, I don't carry a stiff C collar. Um I don't carry a backboard. I try not to use a backboard. Uh, I'll use canvas and poles and stuff like that. So, um, anyhow, so that's it. Uh, short and sweet. Um, the life of the EMT or EMT slash firefighter. Um, I really enjoy it. Anyone that's thinking about doing it, uh, I would encourage you to do it. The beautiful thing about it is you got a high school uh, diploma. You can be an EMT. I would recommend being an EMR first, getting a year's worth of experience, working for uh, some company that does sporting events or uh, or in a fire department, and uh, let that settle in, and then uh, take the EMT test, the NR, the National, Nationally, National Registry uh, EMT. Um, it really helps to get, because that's what I did. I was an EMR first and then went on to become uh, EMT a year later. Uh, and uh, it worked out really well. I think that's why uh, I did so well on my test also. I had that year of experience and hundreds and hundreds of hours of calls as an EMR uh, with the fire service. So, And uh, I was working for a private company, too, as an EMR. So. That's a nice thing about it. You don't have to go to med school or anything. You got to be pretty sharp. You got to be physically somewhat fit. Uh, you're carrying around some heavy gear. You're going in some really weird places sometimes. Uh, of course, the person having the, the worst medical uh, emergency is on the uh, fifth floor, no elevator building, on the far side of the building, stuff like that. But, you know, that's that's part of it, so... Uh, anyhow, come here, buddy. Come here, say hi. Say hi. Yeah, that's Mr. Heybu. Heybu-chan. What do you think? Kind of the bad thing. Sometimes, uh, I have to leave Heybu-chan alone, and he gets really angry. Sorry, man. I gotta buy bird food. You know... The job's hours are uh, not ideal, and it's tough. Uh, I don't have wife or kids or anything like that. Um, I've got him, and uh, he actually demands a lot of attention. But, um, yeah, it can be tough. You know, you might work nights, you might work days, and you might work both. You might work 24 hours. I've done 24, 48-hour, and 36-hour shifts. Uh, so sometimes you're not around very much. It's... I do EMS full-time. That's all I do. I've cobbled together, um, I got three independent, three job, three companies I work for, um, 
Plus, uh, the fire department is about half time. It's a little over half time. Uh, so I I love the job, and I found a way to make a living at it. It would be a lot more difficult if I did have a family, you know, kids and wife and all that. Um, because sometimes I'm not around for quite a while. I do have bird sitters come and take care of them, right? Yeah, some friends of mine's kids love to come and take care of him. It's like going to a petting zoo. So, anyhow, uh, well, that's my story of being an EMT. I know there's tons of EMTs out there. Uh, EMTs tend to be um, very opinionated, just like everyone in the EMS. Uh, emergency medicine uh, really attracts a certain type of person. And uh, I guess kind of talking about that a little bit, too. Um, I've never seen a uh, first responder um, get grossed out or have a problem at a scene, uh, whether it's a horrible bloody scene or a really sad, um, you know, uh, dead kid scene or something like that. A lot of folks say, oh, I can never do what you do. Yeah, you can. You can. Anyone can, I'm absolutely convinced, anyone can do it. Um, you don't got to be a genius. I'm proof of that. Um, you don't got to, you don't necessarily got to have, uh, you know, a full deck. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't look forward to and enjoy uh, the the blood, the puke, um, you know, the shit, all the, the nasty parts of it. But, uh You do get used to it, and uh, but I've honestly, between uh, police officers, paramedics, firefighter EMTs, um, sports EMTs, trainers, um, even coaches uh, who have taken uh, some first aid, I've I've never seen anyone when um, get distressed at uh, an emergency situation. I think our natural uh, inclination is to just calm down, look at it, and do the best we can with the training we have, or hand care over to someone that has more training and a higher scope of practice. So, uh, the system works out really well in that we do that. We hand off to the paramedics. Paramedics hand off to, to the hospital. And then from there... Um, we never know what happens, rarely. That's the downside about uh, my job, I think, is uh, rarely do I get to find out, well, did this person live or die? Did this person have permanent uh, nerve damage? Uh, every so often I'll get an email from um, a parent because I'll hand out my card uh, when I take care of a kid that's hurt kind of bad. I'll give the parent my card, I'll, you know. If they want to give that to the uh, attending doctor or if they have any questions about the injury or anything like that, you know, I want to be accountable for my work. And I'll get some nice emails every so often, which is nice, and, uh, and find out how things turned out. But by and large, uh, kind of the, the tough thing is, hey, buddy, uh, when we, uh, we put the patient in the ambulance, um, if we aren't riding along with the paramedics and we shut those doors, 
ambulance drives away. Um, we have to compartmentalize. It could be the saddest call in the world, and it'd be nice to know how it turned out for closure. But uh, we don't we don't get that luxury. Uh, the rig takes off. We clean our stuff up, and we get back in service as quickly as we can, and then uh, treat the next patient. So that is kind of a tough thing. You got to learn how to do that. Reset quickly, and uh, and deal with not knowing. You got to be comfortable with not knowing how things turn out. So. Anyhow, so that's it. Uh, hopefully this will go out and some folks will have some questions. And uh, if you have any stories of uh, being on an emergency medical scene, uh, whether with fire, as an EMT, or just as a um, civilian, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, I'll be telling some stories going forward. Uh, this is just my introductory attempt at doing a podcast. Um, so that's it. That's it. Uh, so I guess until next time, uh, everyone stay safe out there and, uh, learn some first aid. All right. Say bye, Mr. Hebu. What do you think? How was that? How was that first episode? What do you think? Yeah, he doesn't like to see himself on the uh on the screen. He usually attacks it. So Alright, until next time, uh I'll try to put out content. I'm hoping weekly, just like every other podcast person, uh maybe every other week. But uh I have enough material. I've been doing this a while. I've got I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Come on, Hebu. Let's go get a cup of coffee. Yeah. He loves Coke and coffee. All right. Everyone stay safe out there.